Publish Our Podcast, episode 96. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to June. I am really excited to bring you this particular episode. It is with the author Sherry Paris, who has dedicated her creative life to supporting youth, both from marginalized voices and those who want to be empowered to take action in the social justice movement. So being that it is Pride Month and the month of June, I thought this was a great episode to kick off the month with on how you can empower others through your words. Sherry shares her tips on how you can become more involved, how you can utilize your passion in this area, how you can write content and books and workbooks and all those things to help students and and youth and and anyone who wants to use their voice for the good, especially if you are helping marginalized voices become less marginalized or use their voices to do good in this world. So this is a beautiful episode. Cherry is just such a a wonderful human being and uh, you'll find the links to her books and her workbooks and what she's doing in our show notes. So please make sure you check that out. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm feeling nice and calm right now because we just did a little breathing exercise together to get ourselves centered before doing this. Today we are speaking with Sherry Paris, she, her. She's an educator, author, illustrator, and diversity trainer who was named as the National Liberty Museum's first teacher as superhero in 2017. Sherry proudly collaborated with young people for nearly 20 years to create a culture of belonging, acceptance, and ally action through her leadership of a high school-based diversity training program. Sherry is the author of You Can Make a Difference, a creative workbook and journal for young activists, and the co-author of Being a Super Trans Ally, a creative workbook and journal for young people. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, Alexa, thank you for inviting me and hello, Publisher Podcast listeners. Welcome. So glad to be with you. What an amazing, um, uh, I guess, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? What an amazing, oh my goodness, why cannot find words today? Um, cause, <laughs> cause is the word I'm looking for to get behind and, and so needed in this world as as everyone's experiencing change and difference and how we talk to people and how we think about people and how we treat people. So what is it? How did you get into this? Why did this become a passion of yours? Excellent. Thanks, Alexa. I agree wholeheartedly. And I wrote, you can make a difference to support student students who I worked with and uh, who I love. So I want readers of all ages to feel affirmed in who they are and empowered to take action towards social justice. And I worked with a large student group of diversity trainers, high school students who lead sensitivity training for middle school students and for each other. I love collaborating with student leaders who lead conversations and activities about subjects that matter deeply to them which are often not formally taught about racism and sexism, the gender binary, transphobia, 
sexual orientation, homophobia, queerphobia, classism, disability, mental health, neurodiversity, sexual orientation, I think I said that already, body size, ageism, immigration and the intersections of all of these social issues and more. And I thought it would be beneficial to a wider audience to be invited to engage with these conversations, considerations, creative activities through the book. Well, plus I think my I... dad encouraged me. Oh, yeah. well, plus you my know, dad encouraged me. If, if dad says you should do it, then you should do it, right? No, I, I think it's really interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and we were talking about generations and how different generations approach things and how, you know, you look at the boomers and then you look at Gen X and then um, Gen, uh, what came next? Uh, the millennials and then Gen Z. And I think it's really interesting because I think um, um, the Gen X generation, I think be maybe because our parents were nowhere to be found, like we kind of grew up writing our own rules and are, are really active in this. And then um, Gen Z, this latest generation, I think is a really super interesting generation because they seem to be so open-minded about so many things. And so I mm -hmm. think they're very ripe to be educated. Uh, you know, they are, I feel like many of them already come to the world with a very open mindset, maybe because they're the children of the Gen Xers and we were kind of open to new things. I don't know. At least that's how I feel about most of my friend group, but, um, I, but still needs, still need the resources to know how to harness that. Right. So being able to have a resource that helps them know that they can do something, that they can make a difference, that even if they're 10, 15, 20 years old, they can be a part of the community and have a positive impact. And so, I mean, I would love to hear more from your perspective on why this book is needed now um, on that same line. Absolutely. First, let me say, I think they that people of all ages have wisdom and yes, the yes, yes, leaders yes. Who, who I interviewed, and that's often overlooked, right? Because of ageism, people are often dismissed when they are not um, a certain age. So I love the student leaders who I interviewed, and I'm so excited that they get to share their wisdom and their work in the world. And I also wanted young people an opportunity to see themselves reflected in lots of different identities uh, and the challenges and triumphs that the student leaders share. The interviewees are of many identities, black, white, queer, transgender, non-binary, asexual, neurodiverse, disabled, and more. Um, and most are living with and through anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, and it is a challenging time. So if it's okay, I'd love to share a couple of quotes sure. um, from the, the student leaders. Elise says, I think the basis of a lot of social justice is being compassionate towards yourself and others. Love and compassion are a really radical thing that people underestimate all the time. And Mars says, everyone has the power to create change. Mm -hmm. Knowing that is very empowering, mm -hmm. empowering and liberating. Mm -hmm. Helen says, build a support network, find a place and people you can go to where you feel safe and cherished and supported. And Sol says, injustice motivates me to work towards social justice. There's a quote, and this is, these are quotes. So this is a quote, I believe from a rabbi that's something along the lines of, you are not required to finish the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. 
Oh, I feel that in my soul. Yeah. And I know that I have, and I know that I have the power to change things. Yeah. Right. So this amazing sense of possibility uh, is what I heard you talking about with the the generation, mm-hmm. the, the current generations of change makers. Uh, and I also want to mention a couple other topics that they speak on, how they make a difference, how allies can make a difference, their self-care practices, building support systems and staying motivated, and advice for people who want to make a difference. Um, another interesting note is that the student leaders were also uh, some of my sensitivity readers, mm-hmm. right? So we had a great opportunity with a shared document to have conversations like we would do in the diversity training project, right? To flag things that were of concern and emphasize things that were important to us and share stories along the way. So it was another wonderful collaboration. That's really amazing. I I mean, I really think this is such a great example of the power of our words and what and what words can do to empower people as well. And, you know, not only just writing this book, but including all of these young voices in it, having the workbook so that those who are interested in, in standing up for themselves or advocating for others or being an ally for others, you know, it's 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 incredible that you're providing this resource for for them and and encouraging to other authors out there as well who are passionate about a topic and don't know what they can do with it or how to do it. I think I think you have a, a great um, example set for them on on what you can do if you really want to make a difference in the world. So I'm wondering, um, y- you spoke to me about how you create and sustain a supportive container for writing, making writing and illustrating a sanctuary and space and ritual. I think that would be something really interesting um, for our audience to learn about. Oh, I'd love to share on that. And I have lots more to share about the other prompts as well. If there is time, <laughs> I hope there is. Um, so for me, if I feel pressure to write, to draw, to uh, do something creative, it often feels like I have resistance then. So with both being a super trans ally and you can make a difference, I was up at 4 a.m. writing on a notebook that's by my bed, writing on scraps of paper, transcribing them as soon as I could, um, allowing the flow of ideas and trying not to pressure myself. So to help activate my creativity, I stopped calling it a work day, Mm -hmm. in quotes, and I started calling it a creativity or a creation day. And I get to do this really cool thing. Uh, So when I feel excited to write what I'm writing and draw what I'm drawing, it's much easier to let the creativity flow. And I also pace myself. I create a space and a routine. I practice self-care throughout the process. Uh, And you can make a difference. The chapter on self-care comes before the chapter on creating your action project because I don't want self-care to be an afterthought once people are um, having a difficult time. And I do meditate in the morning and I do gentle stretches. I dance most days. I light a candle before I start writing. (laughs) And I have inspiring images, some of which are created by some of um, the student leaders I think I'll say yes, all of them are artists in their own right. Wow. So I have inspiration from the student leaders all around the space where I'm writing. And I post reminders to myself about the importance of the project. So when I was creating 
you can make a difference. And I still have it here. It's a, a note that says, I'm crafting a resource for young people who want to make a difference. Oh, I love so that. I remember, mm -hmm, I remember my why I lean into it. I allow it to expand and then things flow a little bit, a bit more easily. And it's also easy for me to feel isolated as a writer doing a, a solitary practice. Now with the collaboration of the four interviewees, that was a little bit of a different situation, mm -hmm. but in general, um, if a drawing can be a solo founded to engage with other folks for co-working or co-creativity dates, um, people who are also doing writing, drawing, painting, sculpting, organizing, and other kinds of work. And we have an open video chat a portal and we check in briefly at the beginning and end of the call. And I used to prefer working solo, but it's been super helpful to have folks in my life for this kind of support and encouragement. And I give myself weekends off Yes, unless there, yeah, unless there's a deadline that I need to meet and I allow myself to feel good about my creations and contributions mm -hmm. and know that things may be perfectly imperfect, but they are here and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to create them. Those are all really, really great routines that I need to um, start implementing a few more into this. Writing can be so stressful and especially when you're, when you're taking on topics that are can be a little bit emotionally charging or, uh, or, you know, charging just in general, polarizing topics. So I wanted to ask you about how, since you've published these books, and especially since you have um, young folks involved with the creation of the book, how are you marketing these? What are you, are you getting out with the students and doing things? Are you going to schools? What, what are you doing? And how are you still incorporating the uh, other creators in, in that journey? Great, great question. So I am taking it at a slow pace <laughs> and I'm grateful to have the time and space to allow it to expand. I feel there is this urgency toward getting both books out towards being a super trans ally and you can make a difference and things are unfolding in their time. So mm -hmm. we did have a couple of opportunities where I co-presented uh, at a queer and trans resource center with one of the student leaders and uh, with the book and business launch. I'll talk about the business in just a moment. I had all four student leaders in the same place at the same time. And that was quite a dream and yeah. got to introduce them to the, the folks who showed up for that experience. So yes, I am looking forward to doing more with schools, with librarians, with guidance counselors, with camps, with mm, everybody right. who works with young people and who also themselves wants to learn more about diversity, sensitivity uh, topics. That's amazing. I, I am. Um, it's, it's hard work setting up all of those things. I'm glad that you're taking it at your own pace and aren't uh, too stressed out about making it happen too fast because it, it will unfold as it's supposed to, I believe. <laughs> Sometimes mm -hmm. not like we think it's going to. So you mentioned the business. Let's talk about the business aspect. Why did you decide to create an LLC? A lot of authors ask, should I create an LLC? And for you, what was the reason that you did? Yes. Uh, I started the Limited Liability Corporation to protect myself as an author and educator in these polarized times. Yeah. Um, period. If I could have done it 
a different way, meaning if I could minimize my liability in a different way, I probably would have done that since I really did not expect to start a business. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to have these books. This is wonderful. And then come to find out this is really an important aspect. Uh, so since it may be helpful to listeners, I'd love to share my LLC creation process keep in mind I'm in the U.S. and this is not an exhaustive list and it would be best to connect with a lawyer and an accountant. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So for me, there was a huge learning curve with each of these steps and I'm proud of myself for everything that I've learned and I'm still learning. Uh, first was creating the name for the business and having a couple alternates in case one was already in use, mm -hmm. um, filing for federal employee lawyer ID number, uh, registering the LLC certification with the state, creating a business operating agreement, keep, um, keeping track of what I'm doing in the business. And I love to use spreadsheets as mm -hmm. a former high school math teacher. I am happy with any opportunity I get for a spreadsheet. So <laughs> I, I, I log the date so I can have a monthly report. Um, the date and what I'm doing. And I opened a business bank account, filed for a local business tax ID number, again with another spreadsheet for income and expenses for the business. Um, to I also direct the income for the business, such as book royalties to the business bank account. And I did get business insurance, liability insurance for both general liability and errors and omissions, which was explained to me as important for authors and mm -hmm, pay quarterly taxes, create a logo, lots of rainbow colors in that, <laughs> very affirming, um, filed for a trademark on the logo, started a website, a newsletter, an email list for the business. And as I alluded to earlier, this one I'm still working on, increasing visibility on social media. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to share a really quick story of a huge surprise, yes. which is that when I was searching for my website domain name, Be Together, um, lots of groups use the words Be Together, B-E, Together. And when I searched to see if BeTogether.com was available, I saw that it was for sale. You're not going to believe this for $480,000. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was a lot when I brought right published cell.com and it was a thousand dollars, 480,000. Right. So you can imagine I did not buy that. No. <laughs> from whoever was selling it. And that would be an example of exploitative profiteering, yes, right? Absolutely. Um, somebody thinks in my mind, I think maybe that's probably for a dating site or something, <laughs> or they imagine that somebody would want it. So, wow, no, I did not pay that. I probably paid $30 for the year <laughs> by adding LLC uh -huh. to the words be together. Um, and now that I've invested in starting the LLC, I plan to start offering classes and I'm available for teaching and consulting on social justice topics, as well as book talks, of course. That's really mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, you are doing all the right things. I appreciate you providing that list. I think it is 
you know, we talk a lot about how important it is for authors to consider themselves as professionals and and um, getting getting all the right uh, pieces in place and and knowing and understanding if what your local and state laws are when it comes to retail licenses and what you have to have and what you need to register for and all those types of things, which um, you can just go to your state uh, business, whatever your state, ours is the Department of State, I believe, that handles all the commerce and all that, but it'll be different in each state. But um, that was a great list, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. So, well, your books are incredible. You're incredible. I love that you're taking this on and and making a, a real difference. I mean, I, I've seen some really, really sad stories, and I know having a high schooler and a middle schooler right now, it's a it's a tough world for them, like tougher than any world I think any of us have ever gone through. We've all gone through hard times and can say, well, it was very difficult when we did this. But I mean, just coming coming out with the contentious issues that there are with topics that we've never talked about before with a pandemic, just for fun to throw that all in for them. You know, it's a it's a hard place for young for young people these days. And I just I just want to, you know, really author aside, say, I appreciate what you're doing and, and increasing love in the world, which is just so important. So oh, I always, I like to ask my authors if they have any tips for our audience, what would you like to, do you have anything to share today? Mm -hmm, definitely. Get outside. Just yesterday, I was feeling stuck and overwhelmed and unsure about how to proceed. And I went outside and took a walk and met up with a supportive friend and that shifted my energy. And that's another tip, have people who remind you of your power and greatness and do the same for them. Uh, I also think it's really important to educate ourselves, learning and unlearning about diversity topics and having sensitivity readers for our manuscripts. And as a reader, I like to see myself represented and I feel like there is some point of connection. I also don't want to be offended, excluded, or misrepresented, and who does? Right. So it's important to pay marginalized people for their labor and not expect them to work for free. So if we're having anti-oppression or sensitivity readers, um, consider paying them and be that beacon for love of marginalized people, mm -hmm. uh, especially trans, non-binary, and queer youth who experience really upsetting high rates of depression, violence, uh, and suicide. And studies show that having one affirming adult makes a big difference. Having affirming statements and visuals on our websites and in our office, and really make sure that we are doing our due diligence in our education, uh, understanding why pronouns are important. We are creating a living, embodied racial justice, gender justice, environmental justice, disability justice, queer justice, social justice practice. And my books talk about ally action. So what are we actively doing to create cultures, policies, practices, and laws that embody justice? Also encourage people to build power with others. So for example, as I know you do with your uh, with your books, Lose the Cape, The Mom's Guide to Becoming Socially and Politically Engaged and How to Read How to Raise Tiny Activists. Uh how oh, you to have it. get <laughs> I do have it. I'm reading it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So much, so much overlap um, in terms of 
action orientation, mm -hmm. listening to the stories of people who are marginalized and mm -hmm. really learning, yeah. not denying anybody's reality, sitting with the complexities and the difficult truths and figuring out ways that we can move forward together in a collective action way. We are stronger together. So really organizing with other folks who have the same concerns uh, to encourage wherever young people are, wherever we find ourselves, if that's a workplace, if that's a school, to move in the direction of inclusivity and justice and helping marginalized people to feel like they are there and represented and can be themselves because we have a lot of, uh, a lot of hostile environments at this point. Yeah. Well, I I admire and adore your passion around this topic. It's it's certainly very important and um so necessary. So, um okay, thank you for all of that information. We learned a lot about the book stuff, but also about how to be, you know, better in society when it comes to supporting these these um issues and supporting the young people who are just trying to be them in our, themselves in our world. So where can people go to find your books? Mm -hmm. My uh, both books, Being a Super Trans Ally and You Can Make a Difference, both are creative workbooks and journals and they are sold uh, anywhere books are sold. And I particularly like to invite people to consider buying from bookshop.org because they are a public good company that donates uh, or offers proceeds to independent booksellers and you can designate which bookseller you would like local independent store uh, to receive the, the proceeds. I would love to invite folks to amplify the reach of these books and get them into the hands of schools and guidance counselors so that people can work with young folks and have them as a resource. If somebody had a book on their desk, like somebody might, a young person might be curious, hey, what is that? So flipping through and then inviting that kind of share, inviting the collaboration with young people. So grandparents could buy them for their grandkids and start reading together and have a conversation. Also included in both are illustrations that I drew and they're really affirming, at least I think so. And so people could collaborate in that way. Parents could have conversations with their young activists and find out what matters most to each and how we can move forward together. So definitely want to see the books in libraries and school. Loved ones invite me in to offer a book reading or training. Um, and if you would like to learn more about what I'm doing or invite me to consult with you on sensitivity topics uh, from an anti-oppression lens to fly concerns of language or stereotypes, uh, questions or confirm that your content is or manuscript is moving in the right direction, feel free to reach out. I'm at uh, my LLC is BETogetherLLC.com and I will soon be offering classes and events and meanwhile I'll have a newsletter that people can sign up for BETogetherLLC.com and um, once you subscribe be sure to confirm so that you can receive the messages 
And you can find me on Instagram at Sherry Paris 101. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all of this. I am. Um, I wish you and these young leaders all the best of success in this journey. Thank you so much, Alexa. I'm so grateful to you and the listeners for your... Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.